fucking monsters. <laughs> All right, we're ready to go high on drug. You won't Randy. get anything out, man. I'm Randy. <laughs> I eat candy. <laughs> and with that, welcome to 91 Octane. I am John. I'm Randy. And he eats candy. <laughs> and I'm very handy. <laughs> on today's episode, of course, we're going under the hood to cover all your headlines. And we've got some special things planned today. First, uh, track planning for 2022. So we're going to go over, I would say, the next six months of tracking uh, and what we have under our belts. Finally, I'm going to talk about the Supra that we drove a week or two ago. You drove. I drove uh, a week or two ago. Um, kind of my impressions. And finally, driving styles around the world. And Randy will take us through what that is once we get there. But first, let's kick it off with some headlines. Randy. Ooh throw it at me i'm like barely ready no i'm kidding uh <laughs> let's see gran turismo 7 yes they had a play video this week uh, -huh. uh i got like a um semi arousal from the video <laughs> alone because of, i thought you were gonna say like a, like a semi like demo or something no um uh -huh. i just it made me want the game even more okay i don't know about Why? you Dude, um, the camera nerdiness in me is like they've got a camera mode where you could take your car and film it and do all this crazy shit. You could take in-race video and make photos out of it. You can um, customize your cars again. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. You can even wide-body the car. And they kind of show guys like trying to stretch your fenders <laughs> out a little bit. Jeez. Uh, so actually I was going to propose to you. If if I buy the PS5 version, it comes with the PS4 version. Okay. So if you want to split that cost, I'd I'll be just happy take to. I'll just take it from you for free. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah, the the video. Uh, I don't even have a 4K TV, but I mean, does then, it really make a difference? It doesn't. Yeah. And so it's like at this point in time, I'm almost ready to go full like this the high end sim sim wheels, just because like a fan attack. The fan attack. They, they're coming out with a Gran Turismo version. It's like with the whole kit, the six-speed, the clutch, it's a grand. But this video just convinced me enough this week. But but no, you still have to buy the, the platform and frame and the Correct. seat and all yes. that. But you this, already have that anyway. Which I have, yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So A grand. A grand. For pedals. A six-speed shifter. Six-speed shifter and, and the wheel. The wheel and the motor, yes. Okay. Yeah. Where does that stack up in kind of the G29 or G27 world versus like full-on sim This rig? is pretty much full-on sim oh, rig okay. quality uh, motor. What do you get from that? I guess more realism and more feedback in the wheel. You should go all the way and get like the actuated seat that <laughs> kind of moves you around or whatever. If you were really feeling G-forces, I would see value in that. But it, because you're not, I don't see value in that. Oh, man. This is the problem with, like, if you're going to be investing in that, I know I'm going to kind of want to go down that direction. Yeah, because it's not a fair race if, if one is on Logitech and the other is on a Fanatec, right? But it would feel nice to beat you on a Logitech. Oh, <laughs> which you're better so, You're better on the track. so. But it's, it's a computer. So that's you true. Know, you uh, there's know. there's Plus, no crash. Gran Turismo is kind of like pseudo-sim. Right, you right, know? right, right, right. They, uh, they also have humidity in the game. 
so they have a humidity engine in the game. Okay. That not only uh generates clouds and actual um, weather patterns within the game itself, but also it affects the um, the the cars. That's pretty good. It's really crazy. So they're starting to incorporate atmosphere. Yes. Because a, a big piece that's missing with Sim is that there's no real account for like air resistance, correct? Stuff like that. Yes. So this is sort of in that going in that direction. Absolutely. And um, maybe the PC ver- games do have that already, like iRacing or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I'm a noob with SimWorld, but I will say I was. Uh, Someone listed a Sim rig with a PC uh-huh. on Instagram recently. Forty five hundred. Right? Forty eight hundred. Yeah. Is that? Good. Well, the 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 monitor he's selling that's an Odyssey uh, G nine or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a two grand monitor, I think. Holy! Sh- just the monitor's two I'm grand. Sure. Yeah, because it's a forty plus wide inch ultra wide. I'd almost be willing to. One to two grand for sure, just on the monitor. You could probably. I mean. And his PC, it's uh, the um, RTX thirty eighty. Yeah. Do you know the? NVIDIA I don't know anything chips? about that. That's a top tier chip. Okay. For video graphics. Okay. So I don't know if it's a good deal, but it's definitely. Um, he's it's it's yeah, fair. Yeah, I saw. I'm just like man, like I measure everything in car parts. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know? Absolutely. So when you see 4800, yes. it's like damn, man, that's right. That's like the next three years of track driving. Yeah. That's true, and that's what makes this purchase for a Gran Turismo um, sim rig or wheel a little tough to swallow. It comes with the PS5 version. Does it come with a PS or PS4 version? Does it come with a separate disc? I yes, it comes with a download voucher. Oh, okay. So I don't need that because I don't have a PS4, and you have the PS4. So I wouldn't be surprised, man, if, if it's tied to my if it's tied to your account. But I'm buying the disc, so I'm I'm physically buying it. But they might not give you the PS4 disc. They'll just give you the download voucher. That's right. That's what they're going to give. So if it doesn't work, then fine. I don't care. But okay. if we try it, I'll give it to you for... <laughs> we'll make a deal offline. It's going to take a little while. Uh, but, I mean, now we got room in here. We should set up the... Uh, I'll bring mine. I might get a more portable seat, maybe. Or okay. I don't even need a seat. We'll just do it here. We could. We, we could. should. And then, like... Put it on the green screen. Ah. I mean, in the garage. <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty dope. That would be cool. Yeah, we should do that and do a couple laps. Because that, that that monitor can be taken down and be an actual monitor. That monitor will not. It's like driving out of a rearview mirror. Correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I mean, how else would we do it? Oh, I, well, I could bring my TV or something. You would bring a 40-inch TV here? Yes. Yeah, I have a truck. It's not a big deal. And all that setup just... Wow, okay. Yeah, dude, to get some sim racing in. Well, we'd have to figure out the camera situation because they'd be blocking the camera. A 40-inch would block that camera. Um, uh, Yeah, I guess. you're. I mean, we could just put it on top of the TV. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But anyway, next headline. So Florida has Oregon beat in the license plate game. Uh, Two or three weeks ago, Uh we went through all the rejected license plates for Oregon, if you remember. Yes. Now they've been released for Florida. Oh, okay. And Florida, as you'd expect, um, Oregon seems a little boring by comparison. Okay. So I'm going to go through uh, a few of the rejections. Mm -hmm. 
The total rejections was 524 for last year. Okay. 524 rejections. Uh, the first one is 01DFART. 01D. Or Old Fart. Nice. <laughs> nice. Some of our people have gotten caught in the web. And I want I would say that now. I'm not gonna give you that one immediately, but I want you to I want you to tell me which ones you think represent from our guys. Our people, yeah. They actually tried, is what you're saying. What do you mean? They tried to get a license plate and they couldn't. Is that what you're saying? Well, that's this is everybody on this list. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so these are all people These are all rejections. Okay, okay. Yeah, good. these are all rejections. Mm-hmm. So the next one, zero F X G V N. Zero fucks given. Zero fucks given. Okay. Uh, the next one in sort of the same vein, zero U T T A F X out of fuck out of fucks. Okay. In the same vein. Okay. Now okay. this one, I had to kind of look up zero M W two F Y M zero M W two F Y N or on my way to fuck your mom. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, honestly, I don't know. I mean, maybe it is in Florida, but I, they they also had zero MW two FYD on my way to fuck your dad. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next one zero PNWDE zero PNWED zero open wide open wide. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, the next one. Zero R D G Y. Zero R Orgy. Orgy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they try to sneak in the D, uh-huh. hoping that they'll get through, but uh-huh. uh, they weren't successful. Okay. The next one. Number one. S H T B zero X. One shit box. One shit box. Okay, I mean that was okay. one of ours. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was one of ours. <laughs> right on. There's a few of them. Uh huh. The next one, two D E E P N U. Too too deep in you. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody tried that. So this is Florida, man. They're wild wow. out there, okay. and these are honestly like I stayed in the middle of the road because there were some where I was feeling like they might even be too much for this podcast. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I'll bring those up later. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one, C U T A B C H. C U T, cut a bitch. Cut a bitch. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next one, F K eight J A Y. Fucking fuck, fuck eight. Fate. <laughs> Fate J. I think this was one of ours that got caught in the filter. Because it's a FK8 it's a civic. Is, is a civic Yeah, I couldn't come up with the word for FK8. I don't know if there is one. I don't know if you know of one. But, yeah. Um, it, yeah. I think I think this guy was just trying to, you know. The FK probably. Dude. It was probably a type R. Yes. And he just want to, you know, put something nice on it. Okay. And Florida DMV said, nah. Okay. Next one. S-L-0-W-P-0-S. P-0-S. Slow piece of shit. Slow piece of shit. Another one of ours. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Another one of ours. Mm -hmm. Now, this one I don't get. Maybe I don't know enough. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-mm. But W four I F U. W four W four I Way F U. Way Waifu. Waifu. Isn't that an anime term? I have no clue. Oh, you don't? I'm not that deep in the anime world. Oh, we're gonna have to ask on accepted pod. Yes. I think it got rejected because of the F U. Waifu. But what I know waifus to be are like anime girlfriends. Yeah, someone has a great and sometimes romantic affection for something. Yeah. For <laughs> that's it. That's the end of the definition. I don't know why, but All right. Wifey, we got, we got three okay. more. Okay. H zero three S M A D. H zero three S. H zero three, hose what? Hose mad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Now, uh, the one consistency across Oregon and Florida is that they both seem to have an affinity for anime, or this is way more popular than I had originally thought. Anime is. Yeah, mm-hmm. specifically hentai. Okay. So hentai is mentioned in both occasions okay which i thought was sort of more low-key but i guess not Uh, yeah okay at least the knowledge of it Mm -hmm. so that was one Mm -hmm. and then my the last two let's see this one p5ywgn p5y pay wgn pay pussy wagon (laughs) (laughs) pussy wagon And then my favorite, the one that I probably would have go- gone with, and I wish you wouldn't have gone with Pussy Wagon. No, I would have. No, <laughs> it's a, definitely it's a Kill not. Kill Bill reference. By yeah. The way. Oh, for sure. Yes, well, okay. is it a Kill Bill reference? Because it, it was. Can it, be. it was around before. Of course. Yeah. But that's, uh, yeah. It um, definitely so made Tarantino famous. Solidified yeah. It. Yes. Okay. For sure. Uh-huh. And then the last one is T H E F B I. T H E, the F B I. The F B I. Someone, oh, yeah. That's... Someone tried to get the FBI. Wow. <laughs> that's. Which is probably something I would have gone with. But really? I no, But I wouldn't have submitted it knowing it would have been rejected. Right. right. But uh, I don't I'm I'm going to keep looking for other states. OK. I'm going to be hard pressed to find another one as bad as Florida. Like oh, I said, this okay. was all the middle of the road stuff. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, there was definitely a lot more. Uh political leaning oh, stuff. Oh, that got canceled yeah, or they got canceled, rejected? Yeah, and rejected versus any others that I've seen. Okay. But I've only seen Oregon. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what other ones come up. Was I'm, this like an uh, ad that you saw or like an article? Or did you actually look these up? Oh, I actually, I have the at CSVs. Oh, yeah, I have the nice. Excel sheets with all of this data. stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. And just pulling it directly from their DMVs. Nice. Once they make them available. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, let's get into our next headline. So Koenigsegg, if you click on our Trello board um, under the headlines, um, Koenigsegg announced a uh, electric motor that's 300 horsepower and 335 horsepower, 443 pound feet of torque. It is the size of two Red Bull cans in height. Yeah. So we are now at a point where, if you remember, we talked many, many um, episodes ago about having a motor at each corner. Yes. This is pretty much almost there. This is pretty much there. Yes. Like, 
is is Koenigsegg's like low key becoming a leader in EV? We talked last week or two weeks ago about them making parts, aftermarket yes, parts. Right. Now they're doing the engine side of things. Yes. Um, and I mean that they, they haven't really made a big announcement of it. Yeah. Well, they, they aren't marketing it now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this, uh, mo- do you know what the motor is called? I don't have a name for the motor. The motor is called the Quark. 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 Q U A R K. It weighs sixty three pounds. 63 pounds. 63 pounds. Uh, the thing is that it makes peak power for the first 20 seconds. Then it crashes out, right? Yeah. Then it, cr- or it cr- levels it's out. 335 horsepower for 20 seconds, then it drops to 134 Correct. after that. But yes. if you have four motors, yes, uh, it's not a big deal. And they actually have a crate engine mm-hmm. built of two quarks and, a, and an inverter. Okay. That has uh, 670 horsepower mm-hmm. at 187 pounds. So, I mean, battery technology is the only thing that's limiting limiting at this point. Correct, correct. Um, but it does feel, I don't know about to you, but to me, it, it's it's hard to say because we're so involved in this wor- in the car world. Mm-hmm. But it does feel to me that technology in the EV side is moving how... Like computers move in the nineties and the two yes. thousands. Yeah, yeah, without question. So in ten, twenty years, what will we have? We will have EV swaps at by your, Koenigsegg. At your Mako. Like you know, like in the corners. Yeah. Potentially, right? Yeah. Converting shops and everybody's gonna want their ice car converted. Putting a car together will be Legos. It will be like Building well, a computer. Yes. It'll be as easy as Home Depot electrical um, work where you buy, you know, your wires, your um, twist nuts. You know what scares me about this? What? There's going to be a lot of regulation. Think so? Yeah. Well, like more than more than now. In what? The pro- buying of the product or the – Now, this is sort of probably going to share my opinions about humanity, but uh-huh. I don't – I feel like we're going to have, you know how like the late 90s, early 2000s, there was a ton of news on uh, about people getting their cars wrapped around trees and street racing and stuff like that. Yeah. If you're giving people, you know, 600, 700 horsepower. Oh, that piece. Yeah. Like, you know, just like this. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I feel like even before it becomes an issue, there's going to be regulation. Because it make it, they may make it too easy. It's, it'll be way, it's already too easy. Because imagine you can just swap your rotors and it's a motor. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yes. That's exactly what it is. In a stock whatever ice car. Yeah. And you can just bypass your whole engine. Yeah. Sell your engine for scrap. Or somebody will figure it out. I mean, eventually there will be like a pretty easy interface to modify all these electronic things. It's as good as – it's as small as your ABS system. That's crazy, man. And it's just around the corner. And they have built-in torque factoring. Yeah, which means the Koenigsegg what? motors, <laughs> which means that you know it'll sense if oh, yes. you know yeah, on yeah, each yeah. wheel if, if you're, you're losing if you're losing and yeah. too much power so it'll and adjust power. yeah so basically it'll be able to put down I guess that's the advantage right the te- the amount of technology and type mm-hmm. of technology will give you a lot of safeguards correct so you don't spin out yes but then there's the issue of uh, I think we talked about Tesla um, I don't know if we talked about this. Tesla disabling uh, seat, your seat movement. 
in your Teslas? Have you heard about no, that? No, I did not hear about so that. So they are, have started to remotely disable seat adjustment. For what reason? So they can charge you for so it? So the, the, what I read, now oh. I don't have this confirmed from Tesla, but what I read is that they're having a lot of warranty issues with the seat adjustment. Okay. So rather than having to replace the, the part or fix the issue, they're limiting people's access to seat adjustment. So you can't adjust at all? You, or after, limit? it's, uh, I think if you adjust too much within like a five minute period, it oh, gets okay. shut off. And if you if you keep doing it, it, like it gets shut off completely. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So okay. now we're gonna have that issue. Very intrusive. Right. Manufacturers, unless there's more regulation. Right. So there's good regulation and bad regulation that's mm -hmm. coming, and that's what scares me. It's a bit of a wild west. Right now. It, you know, right now, and probably for the next 10, 15 years, around what, what laws should exist around EV, if any. Right. You know, on the on the consumer side, we don't want the OEMs to restrict us fixing our cars, mm -hmm. how we use our cars, right. how fast we drive them. Yeah. You know, we don't want that. Mm -hmm. But what we do want is laws that prohibit manufacturers from putting those restrictions in. Right. But we can't have it both ways. Yes. It's, it's a tough balancing act. Yeah. So right. it's I'm, that that part I'm very curious about now as we're advancing so much in the EV world. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely curious about what that will look like. Because mm. I don't think they'll let us just like, oh, yeah, here, have a thousand horsepower. I mean, AutoZone is going to have to be like a computer shop eventually. It's going to be the new Radio Shack. Yes. Yeah. Auto Shack. Auto Shack. We need yeah. to start. I was going to say we should open that store. Dude, I, I, doing all this research, uh -huh. and if, if you're listening too, like you need to get on this too, I feel like there's a huge market coming with EV that there's a lot of people preparing for. Yes. But there's going to be a lot of opportunity for a lot of people. Yes. You know, Especially one, very nerdy computer. Now that EV is kind of entering like, the motorsport world a lot right, more. Right, right, right. It's now gaining a little more respect. It's not looked at kind of like as ICE versus EV now. Yes. A lot of people are cool with both. Yeah. At least in California. Porsche's best-selling car is the Taycan. Uh, yeah, that's true, too. That's yeah, crazy. It overtook up. I, I don't know what the stat was, but it overtook uh, in car sales as far as individual models. Yeah. Best-selling car model. Nah, well, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Yes. I'm definitely, I'm, you know, the, in the last three years that we've done this, I've evolved from no EV to yes. definitely EV. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm definitely going to have one. I don't know what. I don't know right. when. Yeah. You know, it yeah, could yeah. be five years. 20-year-old ship, 20 shitbox. 20-year-old yeah. <laughs> EV shitbox. That's yes. another thing, too, like longevity. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. What's yes. that going to? And, like, batteries. Like, yeah. Like, landfills filled with. Because, uh, I mean, uh, Elon batteries. said he was making million-mile cars mm -hmm. early on. Mm -hmm. But he's also said, like, every year since 2014 that self-driving cars are coming for Tesla the following year. Right, and they haven't yet. And they haven't yet. Not in full. Yeah, yes. and the Cybertruck has been delayed and probably is never going to be made. Correct, correct. The Roadster is the same thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we'll see, we'll see. Uh, I, don't, I feel like Tesla is no longer a leader there. But they still have the first mover advantage. They do. But it's it's closing quick. It is. It is. Really All these other close. manufacturers are coming yes. up with like as soon as like a a relatively affordable fun car comes out. Uh huh. You know the Porsche is 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 unobtainable for a lot of people. Correct. 
if we get something in like the 40 50 range uh-huh. 50 range or once like the evo comes back and it's ev yes i think that's when a big portion of the car community is we'll gonna jump in we'll jump in oh so you're saying a sports car ev i think a sport, yeah range. i mean a sports car i think a sports car moves markets more than people give it credit for Despite people not buying the sports car, oh, it drives sales. It drives like, mindsets. Yeah, like oh, the, oh, they made a Supra. The Supra's dope. I'm gonna go buy a Corolla. Oh, you okay. know, or the eight six, or the eight six. Right, you know, whatever, right, you, right, whatever right, you want right. to be. So, mm-hmm. I'm thinking a, a good sports car is gonna have that effect on EV. Got but it. we'll see who makes that move first. Yes, anyway, yes. next headline. So, what do Fa, Bonmi, and Bugatti Chiron, Chiron have in common? Um, French influence? No. <laughs> they are all made by Vietnamese people. The Chiron is uh, <laughs> made in Vietnam. So in Vietnam, a group of Vietnamese guys took one year uh-huh. to make probably one of the best replicas I've ever seen okay. from scratch. Oh, wow. They build the frame from scratch. Uh-huh. Uh, they use a rear-mounted man- rear Toyota 4-banger. Okay. I don't know which one it is. Sure. I couldn't understand the video. It was all in Vietnamese, okay. but I watched the entire thing hoping that I would get clues. Uh-huh. Um, but they built their own rotors. Like they have a piece of metal that they cut into a circle and grinded everything down and then drilled holes into it. And that even did the cross drilling uh-huh. on it. And it's functional, dude. <laughs> really? Like they drove it. Like they drove it after they made these parts. And I mean, like I, nearly everything is from scratch. The steering wheel, they took an old steering wheel from the Toyota the same. And then they used Strip fiberglass, uh-huh. tripped it down, used fiberglass, and redecorated it to look exactly like the Bugatti steering wheel. Okay. Same with the seats. And so a lot of the molding they're doing, they're using like clay. Okay. But then they lay fiberglass over it. So I imagine the car is very heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that. But, but it looks it look I mean, we'll we'll probably throw it up. It mm-hmm. looks almost exactly the same. I think if a thirty foot view <laughs> <laughs> of the car, uh-huh, you uh-huh. might not be able to tell if you're drunk, yeah. <laughs> She's hot. But when yeah. you're sober, she's not. Yeah, I mean, it's like you would be able to tell. Uh-huh. Of but course. An, but a normal person right, 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 would right, not right. be able to tell. Obviously, it's not the same build quality. Yes. But it's so well done. Okay. okay. And, like, uh, I mean, when they, when they first drove it, like, it was like a gallon of milk that they're using as a fuel tank in the car. I mean, it's, it's, it's super sketch. Uh-huh. But I feel like if you put these guys... <laughs> If you put these guys through some like legitimate training with like uh-huh. BMW or Porsche, uh-huh. Uh-huh. they could make some they could make some dope dope stuff. Okay. okay. To be able off of pictures. The whole time they're looking at their phones and like, oh, you know, this looks like this. And I'm like, how are they taking measurements? Uh-huh. And they're figuring out these things. Okay. Um the door cards were built using CAD. Wait, they have CAD Corp- skills. Uh uh cardboard aided design. <laughs> 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 and not okay. and not just no. your typical cardboard aided design where you build a template out of uh-huh. the cardboard and then cut out the pieces. Yeah. The cardboard are the door cards. Okay. So they made them out of the cardboard, a little bit of clay to smooth things out. Uh-huh. And then they laid fiberglass over it. Wow. But if you see the car, dude, you're you're, you're impressed. I'm, I'm, you're it's impressed. like Michelangelo. Clearly. I'm impressed. Like yes. Michelangelo level work. <laughs> Really? You know, because they're they're essentially sculptors to be able to do right. all that stuff. Right, 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 
I want to know how much it weighs for sure. But seeing it like driving through Vietnam, uh-huh. like, you know, the dirt oh, roads yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, this is this is crazy. Uh, and, you know, what are these guys doing? What do it's you mean? not a real Bugatti, right? You're gonna, you're gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be devil's advocate, right? Okay, sure, sure, sure. It's not a real Bugatti. What are you doing? Wasting your time and effort, you know, like, you're, you know, you, you don't belong in that class, whatever, right? You're gonna hear all these comments. Uh-huh. So what are they really doing? It's for their YouTube fame, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> I just like the whole time I'm thinking about their accents. While they're doing the video, well, I like, wished it would have spoken in English, yes, and I would yeah, yeah, I would yeah. know more. But uh-huh. you know, I'll have to send it to one of my Vietnamese buddies, okay, along with your comments. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no translation, obviously. There's no translation, but but all I could get in my head is you're right. One of it is YouTube fame, sort of. I initially thought that, but they I couldn't find any like series videos. Oh, they like just build. put ev- they- the build. They just put everything into one. 10 minute video and like time lance a bunch of stuff and then talk through it almost like the video was an afterthought. Oh, okay. so all I could get in my head was, you know, it, it's kind of the same concept with us. What do we do with cars? We're all chasing a feeling. Sure. So despite the fact that it's not a real Bugatti, yes. that it doesn't have the power of the Bugatti. Yeah. They are in, they are definitely getting the Bugatti feeling. From the attention. From the attention, yes. you know, that they're getting yes. from the respect from, you know, what they've been able to achieve. Overseas respect. Yeah, now. yeah, we're talking about them. Yes. You yes. know, and I feel like they've been successful in chasing that feeling. And that's all cars are, right? We're yeah. we're chasing a feeling. Yeah, we are. Uh, every car I drive makes me feel a different thing, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Yes. I think that's what they got on this. For sure. That's, you know? that's impressive. I'll, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Mm-hmm. I that was not on my radar at all. Would you, would you uh, like, would you tie this to like rebadging, like putting an M badge on a non M car? Mm, oh, like, uh, like stick my nose up at it. You mean because it's not like real, but they're trying to make a real thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so because, based purely on the description you gave. Um, obviously n- not many people in this world can afford a million dollar car. Yeah. Um, so that's a different echelon of copying or whatever. It's just them almost having fun with it, it with purely the intention of just having fun. I just, they're not trying to pretend that it's really a Bugatti. Yeah. So I just, I don't put it that way. I don't put it in that term of. Uh, rebadge or uh, whatever. What about the guy they sell this car to? Are they really going to try to sell this? Bitch? I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't okay. know. But I'm but I'm just another scenario. Some guy wants to buy it, or he wants a, a Bugatti, but he can't afford one, and he buys this one. That's kind of different. Yeah. Um. Maybe. Yeah. Depending, but or does he just want the Instagram fame that he bought that the clay Bugatti? With a four-cylinder Corolla <laughs> engine, it's probably Corolla engine. I mean, as an engineering feat, it's pretty uh-huh. dope. Like, I right. almost wish they do have the skills to make their own car. Yes. I almost wish they would have been able to do that. Right. Maybe the next iteration of this will be that. That's. I mean, yeah, they're that's a handy people. They're very uh, artistic and very creative and skilled and uh, 
resourceful. French influence. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, funny. they are French influence. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Chiron is a French name. Yeah. Bugatti I, is a French company. I didn't even think about that. And so that's pho, that was a good catch. Pho and Bon Mi. I mean, those are French. Is Pho French influenced? Uh, I don't know. If I know Bon Mi is. is. Bon Mi is definitely yeah. with French bread. Uh, I don't know about maybe with all of the different stuff they throw in, perhaps. Yeah. Meatballs in Asia. That, well, yeah, I well, don't know where the yeah. R.I.P. Anthony yes. Bourdain. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes. Next headline. Last headline for me. Um, it looks like, and I've been holding on to this for a while. There may be a Safari Porsche 911. You've 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 been on the Safari kick. I have been on the Safari kick. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's been a few like potential projects that we've discussed there's behind ideas. the scenes. Yes. Yeah, You're like, yeah, why don't yeah, we Safari yeah. build this? And I'm like, what the fuck is Randy talking about? <laughs> Uh, Porsche is maybe releasing a production 911 that's a Safari. Really? 911. Yeah, there's one that was spied. Uh, I don't know if it was in where in the world it was, but it's got the looks of a spy car in, in snow. Um, it's based on a... Uh, How aggressive is the Safariness? Not very. Okay. Not very. There's no um, bars. There's no like lights. It's just lifted with thick, uh, like, tires, and um, that's generally it from what I can see on this um, spy shot. So, yeah, Safari of the World, man. So I, I guess there's a big market for the Safari thing. I, I guess so. I mean, there's, there's some, there's some I mean, builders that get a lot of money to do a Safari 911. I could see it, like, it's very niche. It's very niche. I could see it, like, in, like, Australia. Yeah. You know, like... I don't know how popular it is out here, though, but I'm not in that world. You're not into the have you have Not that I'm not into it. I uh-huh. just I don't I'm not exposed to it enough for Instagram to put it in my feeds. Let's okay. say that. OK. Um, so I, I'm not familiar. How familiar are you with sort of the safari culture out here? Not very because it is. Niche. I mean, rally is niche out here. Yeah. So yeah. that's a super, super. I feel like community. this is a sub niche even to the rally world. Probably. But yeah. Or it's adjacent. Right. Because it's like probably um, I think if I read correctly, it's based off rally uh, events in Africa. OK, gotcha. So it's that desert desert stages. In yeah. The WRC or some sort of sanctioned racing body or like the Dakar. Yeah. Where they were running the Porsche. Porsche was being run by racers there. Yeah. And thus the, the bar, the lights, the liftedness, the tires. That's where that Safari 911 kind of gave birth in the 60s or 70s. I feel like this is going to be one of those things that it's just, you know, marketing for Porsche. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because this is like a – I mean, the 911 does many things well. Yes. But equipped in this way, Mm -hmm. it will do one thing well, right? You're not going to be driving this on the street. Or buy a Lord Macan, right, or a Lord Cayenne. Um, Right? Mm. No, it's different because of 911. I don't know. I think it might be. You might be right. Like a Macan. Yeah. They're small enough to where if you lowered one, it'd just be a hatchback. Yes. Yeah. A dope hatchback. Yeah. Right. So, but people like the the 911. With not the, even that. Just the the smaller car turned yeah. into a safari car. Yeah, they like that whole conversion. Thing. When it's an SUV, it's overlanding and off-roading yes right when yes. it's a passenger car that's been lifted the it's other a safari way. yes that's weird <laughs> it is weird it is weird but it's uh, these people have niches so are you, is a safari car on your list of cars to have 
Because you've made real suggestions off mic about Safari builds. Uh, that was more because of the uniqueness of it. Did you mention that you wanted to turn a certain Integra into a Safari build? I thought about it. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can all-wheel drive Hondas now, so that's why it was kind of like a – that would be Yeah, because you kept talking about that all-wheel drive, all-wheel drive, and I was like, oh, why? Safari, why? <laughs> Where are we going to drive it? Because of the difference. It'd be unique for because sure. Because of the uniqueness. Yeah. Trying to make the Integra unique was the mindset there. I don't say I wouldn't say I have a special place in my heart for Safari in general. Yeah. I mean, I would like to take a rally car through the dirt like in the forest. And there we have a place in Fontana that you could do that at. Oh, really? There's a um a, a rally track up there. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Cali Rally Club or something like that. Yes. I don't know we had one that close. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it's a it's a hard game because you can wreck far more easily than on a, a road track. Yeah. Yes. But, I mean, it'd be nice to get, like, a beater, yeah. you know, and just go have some fun in the dirt. A WRX or something, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even worse than that. I mean, I wouldn't. what's a WRX going to go for? Even, like, a, a mid-2000s? Like or, early, the first gen is, like, seven-ish. That's for, not too bad. For a running one. But I still would probably rather buy, like, a shitty Escort oh, okay. or something, okay, yeah, you know, just to it. have some fun. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I've never done it before. I know I'm mm-hmm. going to end up in some walls. Yes, yeah. But anyway, speaking of driving, yes, track yeah. planning for 2022. Let's move away from our headlines and go into our first segment. Okay. Um, where are you in your track journey? What have you planned for 2022? I've planned Gran Turismo. That's <laughs> that's that doesn't even no, count. I know, I know. <laughs> um, I still want to do Laguna Seca. Okay. When you look at the uh, groups that plan a Laguna Seca, anything. They seem to not ever be in the summertime, which is whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of challenges to use Laguna Seca, like uh, the decibel level restrictions. Right. There are some organizations, I don't know how they do it, get away with no restrictions. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know how they do it. Huh. But there are, I've seen some listed where it's like, oh, no noise ordinance. I don't know if they have to pay extra or what the deal with is. I haven't looked into that. but Right. I still – I wouldn't – I want to run my S2000, but I'd be more scared because of the – you know, I've never been on that track except on Gran Turismo. Right, right. Um, there's just a lot of unknowns about driving up there, so I would prefer to have a few runs under my belt at that track. Yeah. Um, but as far as, like, this year, not that I'm not – pre-planning other track events but that's still on the so-called bucket list yeah that is achievable there's just a lot more effort to get there because it's what like six to eight hours away from here uh yeah Mm. i know i know so it's not that's why i'm saying it's not impossible yeah but it's it's something i just maybe probably should do and have to do this year as far as track planning do you think the porsche is above the 90, 90 decibel limit I mean the uh, the S two thousand. No, it's not. So it doesn't take much to get over the ninety. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess to your point, I've never listened behind my car, so that makes it hard. Yeah. And I don't know. They probably have decibel. Because there's a a pretty big list of, um, like stock OEM cars that don't even that don't even make it. And I was looking into this. Um, I was looking in Porsche forums. Okay. So apparently they've developed devices. Okay. 
that close the valves okay. in the exhaust mm-hmm. according to GPS uh, measurements. Oh, so that wow. when so they set it so when they pass near the sound check at Laguna Seca, it closes, and then once they're through, it opens again, so they get their performance back. So there's a sound check like there's a booth sound booth. There's a sound booth that you pass by. That you pass by, and if if they if you, they are suspicious that you are letting off or somehow trying to defeat the sound, uh-huh. they'll send someone out with the decibel reader to some other area of the track to read you. Wow. Yeah, they're oh. serious about that. Fair enough. There's rich people that live around there. Um, Fuck them. I, I know, but um, it's such a renowned, world-renowned track. Yeah. That in order to play fairly with the neighbors and keep that track open, they've got to do this almost, mm. right? I mean, it sucks. Yeah, it's like, like just move away. Yeah, you can say I'm that like, to the I'm like why, why'd you move near a racetrack? Right. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. That's why did they your build, deal? Why did they build homes that close? Yeah. Um, like there's I, a lot of questions. I sort of get like the ordinances for the airports, like in Orange County. Do you? You know, sort of. Okay. Right. Okay. Like, yeah. but it's not. It's a time limit, right? It's kind of yes. like after I don't 10, know what it is. 10, 11, 11, 11 p.m. and then yeah, before no six a.m. Correct. Yeah. Fine. You yeah. know, but like a daytime decibel limit. Yeah, that is some bullshit. I mean, you shouldn't even be home. I mean, despite COVID and work from home. Yeah. They shouldn't even be home. Well, it is on most events are on the weekend. Yeah. True. That's true. So that's but to like, your point. who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, I don't care about someone making noise in the day. If I'm sleeping, then it's a big issue. But it is loud. I mean, if it was always indie cars. I mean, what sound <laughs> what sound would you be annoyed by living here like on Saturday at eleven AM? Um, because I, I live on a quiet street, like a Subi rumble up the I there used to be a neighbor that had a Subi at the top of my hill. Yeah. Um that was like loud and noticeable. So, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm an old man when it comes to my oh, home. I was not expecting this. Maybe w- I am. I am yeah. so disappointed right now, Randy. <laughs> so to, no. To, so to hear multiples of those constantly buzzing, like n- nonstop all day long. So imagine track days like th- three to five days a week. So around my house, there's at least three cars that I've never seen. Uh huh. But at least three cars that are very loud. Okay. Um, they're clearly either V8s or more. Uh-huh. Um, and to me, I get the same feeling that I got when I was a little kid and the ice cream man was passing by. Oh, you're like, where, where? It's like, whoa, what is that? What, what car what? is that? That's cool. What's cool? Um, but maybe I grew up in a different environment. How, was Detroit not loud? Uh, my neighborhoods that I grew up in were not loud. They weren't loud. No, yes, like yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, no, like loud parties. No late night Definitely stuff. Definitely not loud. Not loud parties. Yeah, I grew up in a completely different environment. Right, right. Like well, lots of loud fiestas. parties. Late. Yeah. Yeah, you can call them fiestas, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> we have fiestas in the Philippines. Fiestas and siestas, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right because I mean, all over Cali, there's people that throw parties late into the night yeah blaring music in their yards whether it's Eastvale or whether it's la but i also grew up being the annoying neighbor okay 
Like our family was and still is, but just at a lower degree, but was probably one of the biggest like holiday party hosts. Oh, like, I mean, like DJs, we'd like clear out the garage. The whole driveway was reserved for the party. I mean, it was a mega event. We were throwing raids before raids were a thing. (laughs) Okay. So your parents were the ones running this for sure. They were part of that. I mean, the whole family had, you know, different holidays. They took the lead on, but, uh, one time we had, uh, some neighbors start throwing rocks at us from, (laughs) At what time? Four wall. in the morning? Uh, nah, it had to have been like 12.30. Okay. It was like 12.30 or... It was probably like 12.30. And that's why uh-huh. everyone was mad because it wasn't even that late on a Saturday. <laughs> Not even that late. So okay, it turns okay. out we had Randy living next uh-huh. to us. <laughs> uh-huh. So I, I'm coming from the perspective of the offender. Okay, right. <laughs> so just to be fair, right. just right, to be right, fair, right. but I also practice what I preach in that I don't really mind the noise. Even late night, I've never really cared. The only noise that's ever really bothered me is, like, mowing the lawn at, like, 7 a.m. Okay, okay. That's kind of bugged me where it's like, dude, it doesn't need to be now. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I know a party needs to be be late and going into 2 in the morning. That's how we party. You know what I mean? Right, that's a party standard time. Yeah, exactly. But your ass can stay in bed or watch some more TV Uh and mow the lawn at 8. Was it the guy owning the house mowing the lawn? That's when it's an issue. When it's, it's, uh, like, you know, working people, that's not a big deal. It's like, dude, you got a schedule to maintain. I know you got shit to do. But when it's, like, you know, James next door, and he's just, like, at 7 a.m., it's like, bro, get a fucking life. (laughs) Or get an EV more. Uh, I'm not. Those are quieter. Probably, they're quieter. You're right. They're, they're far quieter. quieter. Yes, yeah. Yes, I don't yes. know. I guess it, they've probably caught on too because they used to be really weak. Yes. But they, anyway, no, we've gotten yes. crazy off yes. topic. So track planning for 2022. Oh, I yeah. have a few little more exciting tidbits. I'm gonna break down my next six Go months. Go for it. Yes. So, one, I must confess, I have hardcore lagged on my car. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been ready, right? It's been ready, but there are some things that I want to change, like uh, the dual fuel pumps, which I've talked about for the last like four months, which I haven't done. Okay. But I really only need them for button willow for the most part. That's where I had the because most it's issues. Because a high speed turn or a. It's uh, yeah, the turns are higher G's. It seems yes. so. Then I'll get shut off. But really, if I don't let it go under, the problem is that if I don't let it go under half a tank, I'm fine. Oh, so in my wait. head, I'm like, well, yeah, but I'm not really concerned with that now. Oh, okay. I see. But in my head, I'm like, that gives me an excuse to not really do it yet. Fair enough. So that's why I haven't. Yeah. I do yeah. have seat brackets that are going to move my seats more inward, mm-hmm. uh, which will line me up with the steering wheel. It's another one of those things where it's like not completely necessary. Mm-hmm. So I haven't done it. But I did everything else. We talked about the exhaust. Um, the ECU is in. I had a vacuum link leak that i couldn't figure out mm-hmm. finally figured it out okay so i don't know i never thought of it but the uh there's a vacuum that goes to the secondary air pump which is the emission systems that i've removed yes and i just for some reason completely forgot about the vacuum that i need to seal off okay finally sealed it now it's completely ready to go mm-hmm. so the car is essentially ready to to be tracked again mm-hmm. uh, and i'm excited to get back out there the registration came this week. 
Oh, so this is this. This is I the, think that, that kind point of non-op. The, it, it, non-op. Yeah. It finally is going to go on to non-op. Uh, we have until March, March to drive it on the road. To drive it on the road, but even then, with the new exhausts, I don't know. I haven't gotten on it heavy yet. Yeah. But I'm curious to see how loud it is because if it is too loud. I, what I don't want to happen is to get pulled over and then get state refed. Oh. Because I don't want to have to go. I don't want to have to go to the state ref. Okay. After I put it back together. Oh, because it's it's got the test pipe. It's no, it's got a full exhaust. There are no cats. Right, right, right. Yeah, right? that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but know, would they ref you, or yes. would it be an issue if you're gonna go non-op anyways? Yeah. Oh, because you're technically because if I, if I ever want to put it back to to get street, it registered, streetable, uh-huh. I can't just put it back together, go get it smogged, and go get it registered. I would oh. have to go to the state ref, which is what I want to avoid. I see. So you know, I, the car won't leave my garage unless we need to like record for something uh-huh. or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but it's kind of kept me from driving it a bit. I did kind of want to take it to the canyons or Lake Matthews at least and bomb on it a bit. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I just don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to end up being that guy. Yes. So yes. I need to weigh the car and I need to dyno the car. Okay. And, oh, you're gonna dyno. Uh, well, not dyno tune. Okay. Just just dyno. just dyno to know what my numbers are because I need to know where I'm gonna class. Oh, okay. So I'm aiming for NASA uh, TT five, TT four, TT no TT five. Um, and so I should land somewhere around that ballpark, but okay. I don't know where I am and wait to power right now. Yes. So I'm going to break down the next five months. So in February, I'm going to Big Willow, mm-hmm. uh, and I plan to move to HPD4 Okay. then. And that shouldn't be a problem. Big Willow sort of my home track. Sort Your of, favorite track? I feel like it's home field advantage for me. Okay. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it is my favorite track. It's one that I've practiced the most, so it should be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and that should set me up for com- competing in TT at that point. So, um, the next month, not that same February, I can't compete, but then the next event I can, but the next event is in March on the same day as grid life, yes. which you're planning on going to. I thought about it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> more, no, more than like a flat out. No. Yeah. You know what okay. I mean? So that's actually pretty big step. Which is I'd big say. willow again. Yes. And, uh, normally I would probably stay at auto club, the auto club event because it's yes. closer. Yes. But I really, really want these guys to come out here. It'd be nice to have a different organization. Oh, so so you're I want to support them. Yeah, uh, and that's I the only because re- well, I did go to the skip day. They gave me a free track day. Oh, that was last, them. That was yeah. them. Oh, okay. So okay. this is sort of returning the favor and also hopefully you know getting them enough support uh-huh. to come out here more often. Okay. Um, and this is going to be more of a casual seat time day. Is that just purely yeah seat time? That's all it is. That's it's the very, whole event. There's no their, their events are so well organized. Mm-hmm. It's like everything is electronic. Even the tech sheet is on your phone. It's oh, yeah, wow. like everything is new age. I love how they run their events. So it, it feels very casual, very laid back. It's more just kind of hanging out with the friends. You know, a NASA event feels a little more stressful just in general with all the moving pieces and classroom sessions and all this it's stuff. It's like uptight-ish. It is. Like you're in uh, school again. Yeah, it is. It does right? feel like school again, for yes. sure. Like you're yeah. you're in track class. Yes. Versus grid life is more of just kicking in with the homies and getting to getting some seat time. I see. Okay, okay. But I'm going to treat it as a practice day. Uh-huh. Uh, and then in April, I'm going back to NASA with Button Willow. 
Okay. Now, at this point, there there are some question marks, but the assumption is that I will be licensed for TT. Mm-hmm. But the, the requirements for TT is to complete at least one HPD4 event and to get your NASA time trial license. So if in February I get my HPD4, mm-hmm. technically my first HPD4 event isn't until April at Button Willow. So you wouldn't. So I don't think I'll be allowed to compete. Yeah. Because you're skipping the March. I'm still going to apply for the license Uh and, and probably take my vinyls, you know, separately, my TT stickers separately. You get what it was. I don't even know. Well, you have to print your own. I'm guessing, but you know, you you have to put your, uh, your class on the car. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what you mean. So I'll take those separately. And if I can compete, I will. Uh huh. Um, I might email them to just see what the deal is, mm-hmm. but it'd be a little better if I was already in HPD four before I do that. So yes. I think once I cross that mark in February, then I'll send them an email and be like, Hey, you know, can I compete starting, um, in April? Mm-hmm. Button Willow is probably not my best track. It's, it's the track that I've been to the least. Okay. Let's say that. Okay. It's the track that I've been to the least, which is weird because most, in most cases, it's a track that most people have gone to the most okay. out here. Um, so I don't expect to make any waves, uh, but we'll see. It depends on what class I land on. And then in May, I go back to Big Willow with NASA. So this for sure will be a TT event. By May. By May. And it's, it'll be, it should be my sort of introduction to competition Your coming out party my coming out party right <laughs> i'm gonna swing yes. the door up into this closet yeah. and be like hey guys <laughs> i'm ready to compete nice. and it'll be at my home track mm-hmm. i don't know if i'll podium that's the goal obviously right. i'm not there to just compete and finish uh-huh. bullshit like yeah i'll probably say that day of i'm not gonna lie i'll probably be like oh i just want to make it through the day without you know getting injured and without the car getting wrecked but no, I'm there to win. Is it all BMWs? Like, what is no. the class? How does that class? It's power work? to weight. So, oh, so it's purely power it's to weight. Power to weight, and then you get points for modifications on the car. Okay. And you have to be certain in a certain uh, range, range of points uh, in order to land in whatever class you land in. So you're going up against heavy Mustangs and um, with, like low power heavy Mustangs. Yeah, like I'm, that type of situation. It to be, be honest, I don't have I don't have it on off the top of my head, but it could be any car. Yeah, it could be any, it car. Could be any car. Yeah, it could be a little four banger that's super light. Yes, and running against you like a Civic. Yeah, Civic. It could be a high power car with a ton of ballast. It could be, okay. you know. Yeah. But it's, as long as you meet the power to weight rules, you're fine. That's very interesting. Yeah, it makes it very interesting. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice, but. It also makes it way more strict, which which I get, you know, right? Yeah. You want to even out the classes. Yes, yes. The next event, the following month in June, this year is going to be a Big Willow year. Okay. So in June, after my May event uh, with NASA, uh-huh. I am going to do my first ever event with Beamer Challenge. Oh, jumping to the, a, new, a different a, group. Different group, different yeah. organization. I don't know anybody, don't know anyone there uh-huh. yet. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll try to meet some people while I'm there. Um, but it'll be my first time trial competition. Uh, with your people. With my people. <laughs> with only BMWs. Yes. Now, the based on the times that I've seen for Big Willow, mm-hmm. it feels like my first, I don't want to say guaranteed, but nearly 
I'm fairly certain I can podium. Oh yeah, based looking on, at the numbers based and on the, the numbers that, that I've seen posted. Yes. Yeah, yes. so and one of the guys, the guys that I the guy that I was chasing, mm-hmm. I was chasing his times. He moved up a class. Oh, so he's now no longer in the in class the, that I would the, be running in the entry tier, the lower. Well, it's most second, second to last. Oh, okay. yeah. That's second you, to last tier is the land. one that I would run. Oh, okay. Um, okay. and so there is a chance to make some waves there. Um, I, the only downside to this plan. So that's what, what I've got figured out to June, basically two competition t- days starting in May and June, mm-hmm. but this is all big willow. Okay. So I think from for the remainder of the year, I don't really have it planned out. I'm gonna look for as many Button Willow track days, like casual track so like days, like open drive, yeah, SoCal drivers clubs. to get some practice there, because that's yeah. probably where I need the most practice. Okay. Um, and where you know, honestly, my car can do the best. Mm. Auto Club is not a track for our cars. No, it's not. You no, know, it's yeah. it's yeah. you know that's a high power track. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't gone to Chuckwalla yet. I should have gone all. last year at all. Oh, there's not a lot of events there. It no, seems like. it's because it's in the middle of nowhere. More so than all More the other so ones? More so than all the other ones. Like, literally in the middle of nowhere. Like, I don't know how far you have to drive to find civilization from Chukwala. Really? Yeah. So, I think because of that, not a lot of events go there. NASA goes there once yes. at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which <laughs> not a lot of people go to. Right. You know, by oh, that time, really? Yeah, okay. by that time, most people know if they need to finish the next race or place in a race to, to win a championship or whether it's out of the picture for them. Right. So they don't bother. So they don't bother. It's like, why, you know? And and this year NASA has more events now than last year because last year the event started in March, I believe. Yes. And now they have January and February. So why run, you know, at the end of the year, December or whatever in Chukwala. So there's an event a month pretty much. There's a, there's pretty much an event a month. That's pretty much an event a month in June. I have a potential to do two events, one for NASA and one for one with Beamer Challenge. Uh-huh. Uh, but we'll see. You know, we'll see how aggressive we get there. But this is the goal. This is the plan. It's a slow plan into competition because we're looking at May. But by May, I need to have the car dialed and figured out. Yeah, so it should be should be fine. I'll probably get it go get it aligned once more before I don't have a license plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, good call. Yeah, good. and then and then that's it. I do I did want to upgrade the springs, so there's some suspension work I need to do on the sh- on the coilovers. On the coilovers, yeah, they're a little too soft right now. Oh, so you got to yeah. do a, the full rebalance, re. Yeah, I'd have to realign re- corner, uh, balance. corner balance. I have to weigh it anyway, so, oh, so that... yeah, I feel like I would take the opportunity to kill two birds with one stone there. Sure. I just don't want to have to tow the car to the alignment shop. Are you getting the ho- at home guy again or not? No, I'm probably gonna go to Chad Works again. Okay. Okay. Yeah, um, had a really good experience with him last time, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I the the home guy alignment. It was just so off when I went to Chetworks. Oh, really? Yeah, but I don't know. I think that was because I installed my uh, rear trailing arm brackets upside down. Okay. So when I fixed them, uh-huh. it threw everything out of spec because okay. the car got lower. Okay. But the fronts were off, too. Oh, really? So I'm like, well, I don't, I don't want to say. I mean, the car drove fine. It drove exactly how I would expected it to. But I know that after I got it back from Chetworks that it was better. 
And so to that end, I mean, when I took my car to the S2K shop in Ontario, I remember that he was like, you could never do a good alignment without a rack. And that's what the whole at home alignment guy is is doing. Is I, I don't I don't believe that either. That could. Yes. I don't so believe I don't that know either, the alignment but world I, I do believe that it's a lot harder to do it on platforms, right? To yes. get like a level platform perfect and get perfect, sh- accurate yeah, measurements. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a lot harder for sure. Right. Yeah, for right, sure. Right, right. But uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with track planning. Uh, by May, we'll find out if you know I'm competing or not, or if mm-hmm. I'm competitive. Mm-hmm. Definitely need to get some rust off. I haven't been to the track in what feels like forever. Yeah, and then you're doing you're going ham this year. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, this is the whole goal. Like, I don't what I don't want to happen, and can happen when life gets in your way is is build a race car and not and then sell it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd feel like I'd feel like I'd feel like I'd have to close the chapter on my car life. You know, I no longer deserve to own cars. (laughs) You know what I mean? Wow, you're hard on yourself. I I know it's extreme. I know it's extreme, but like why? You know, like you build a car, you go to a few track days and then it's over? Yes. That would break I would break my own heart, man. Right, right, right. Break my own heart. Well that this is full commitment. Yeah. Good on you for, for you built the car. You're gonna run it a monthly, which is a good pace, right? I mean, more than that is probably too tough on time. Or, uh, I, I'm shooting for more than this schedule. So you would do this schedule is this, this is the this is yeah for sure. Okay. Oh, for okay. sure. If I could spend, it's money and if time. I, it's money and time. There is the potential. Which I'm still weighing. There is a potential that was discussed by another instructor last week. Yes. That there might be an opportunity for me to, to instruct. Yes. And the that would save me in tons regist- of money. Tons of money. That yeah. means all the money that goes towards paying for those track days can go for paying for other track days. Ah. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I have two weekends a month where the missus is working. Working. Yes. So, on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, so I got shit to do. All I do is work on cars or watch TV or try to fix things around the house, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yesterday I spent four hours reorganizing and cleaning my garage. Oh, really? Yeah. It didn't seem like it needed that much. You'd be surprised, man. Yeah, just little you, stuff. You, just little things here and there, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, like sweeping the floor, yeah. moving shit around. Okay. I mean... I had a lot of boxes in there too. That you took did. a while. Yeah. So oh, okay. Okay. Cleaning up all that stuff. But anyway, that's kind of what I take my time with. Mm-hmm. So I've got the next half a year, at least until June, figured out. Mm-hmm. These are the dates I'm willing to confirm. Yeah. But I'll probably do other track days, you know, outside of that. Uh, especially if it's stuff that's close by. I'll go to Auto Club, you know, just to get some kicks in. How far are you willing to drive your car to try a new track out? Would you drive outside of SoCal? Well, I'm in a truck. Yeah, I know. So you're towing. So you're so, talking about towing. Yeah, like how far are you willing to go to tow and try out a new track? Like, would you drive the car to Austin and ro- drive Coda? Yeah. Drive the car on a tra- trailer to Austin to do a Coda event for a weekend because you know they have them. That's so the only thing, pretty much, I would go anywhere. Okay. If I had an enclosed trailer, even better. Yes. But I probably won't. Yes. Um, at least not in the immediate. Because that's what future. ten grand, fifteen grand for enclosed. Probably fifteen, or okay. probably used find one for ten. Mm. Um, but I think the biggest issue is 
because I've never done it, mm-hmm. it's sort of like the the new the honeymoon phase of owning a Honda, right? The honeymoon phase of owning a Honda is a fucking nightmare, right? Because you're not yet used to what you can get away with. Where can I park it? You know, where can I go? Oh, you know, what what can I do with it? Right. Right. So not knowing that piece, I'd probably be afraid of wherever I stay, whatever hotel I stay, the car getting jacked, the the car getting jacked, trailer getting jacked, something like that. That's really the only concern. I see. Outside of that, I probably would go anywhere. Okay. yeah. The unknown of. Get ri- losing the car, losing the car Unless because I don't have any clothes. In the trailer. <laughs> I, and I probably would. I'd probably like sleep in the truck. Yeah, and that's the thing. And that, so that would be the advantage of the enclosed trailer. Maybe I'd rent one. Yeah, right. To to do one of these trips, but I have no limits. I will right. drive my ass to Guatemala if I was able to ride my track, my car on their track. Is there a track in Guatemala? Oh yeah, yeah. Autodromo Autodromo GT. Look it up on uh, Instagram. How far from the city? It's in the city. It's in the city. It's in the city. It's not a street course, obviously. It's like an actual. It's a full-on track. It's a proper course. It's a proper course. What are the speeds on that track? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Uh, I couldn't tell you. What what kind of cars do you see running it from Guatemala? Uh, Is it the small, It's it's a lot of smaller, like hatchbacks, compacts. Because that's probably the demographic of cars. For the most part, yeah, yeah. They have they'll have go kart days and stuff too. But it's a full-on track. Is it a go kart size track? No, it's a big, it's a nice big, big, it's a bigger track. Yeah, good speed track. Yeah, good speed track. In yeah. Guatemala. In Guatemala, yeah. The peoples. Yeah, does the Philippines not have a track? They just they I um so I'm learning a, a little bit about that world. Yeah, um, this do they have be, guardrails there? They don't <laughs> actually <laughs> because <laughs> therefore there's a former Air Force base, a U.S. Uh, Air Force base, Clark Air Force base. Okay. Um, that I think some of the uh, Car guys that are into it, they take their cars out there. So it, I, I would guess it's almost like a autocross type of situation. Okay. Or like the Top Gear track where they were kind of running on an old Air Force base. Yeah. Right? Because that probably makes the most sense. How fully uh, maintained it is is what I don't know or I, right. I really – I highly question. Yeah. It's probably as is from yeah. the 70s or 80s when it first got built. That's my guess. Do you know any famous drivers from the Philippines? Zero, zilch, nada. It's okay. not really a big um, car. There's car people all over the world. Right, yeah. But race car driving is not a Filipino thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised to find out that Guatemala had a track. Yeah. I, I didn't know that that was a big thing out there. I mean, there's never been a big ra- Has there been big races that have gone to Guatemala? Not that I know of. I mean, to just local degree, stuff. Nothing no. really, right? No, not that I know of. Yeah, that the same goes for the Phil. Oh, I mean, the Philippines is really hard to get to, like logistics-wise, to bring your car through Manila into wherever track it may be in that area. It'd be almost impossible. So, do you have? Does your family own land in the Philippines? Uh, we currently do. Yes, enough land to build to build a racetrack. There's oceanside land or ocean view land that we have. That was not the question. Yes. <laughs> well, dude, it's dirt cheap, but so, you're super so there remote. Is, so there is enough. You are super remote, and everything is pretty much ocean view because the ocean's everywhere out there. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we could build a racetrack out there. Technically, if you want to be. How far are you from the city? Dude, it's like, 
a 12 hour drive, 8 to 12 hour drive. Yeah. I didn't know the Philippines was that big. It's not. It's just bullshit ass roads. Oh, you're on like cows and shit. Or and like paper thin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting no, oxen. Wait, to, so you don't have to, like asphalt roads the whole way? It's it is, but it's like paper thin when it gets built. So it becomes like pothole oh, ridden. Oh, like so no, it's like you're navigating landmines. Yes, shit. because trucks drive over it. Nobody has any sense of regulation, and like. So if you were it's corrupt, if you it's were paved up properly, mm-hmm. how short would the commute be? Oh, if it was paved properly, with uh, how short the commute would be, probably two to three hours. Yes. Damn. Yeah, but you are literally having to stop, like, kind of bounce your SUV or truck around or over these. They fill it. They fill potholes with rocks, bags yeah. and boxes of buckets of rocks. I shit you not. This is the the real deal. Wow. Because the corrupt politicians take all the money. Took all the money so that they they reduced the thickness of the road. Yeah. And pocketed the money that should have gone to the standardized thickness. Yeah. From a civil engineering perspective. Yeah. And so they have paper thin roads that are just bullshitty ass built. Thus, full like sixteen wheeler trailer um, trucks drive over it, wreck them, and then the locals just fill it with with rocks. Bo- Buckets of rocks. Damn. That's their, their, yeah. That's rough. Yes. Literally. All right. And figuratively. We'll try to. F- <laughs> yes. Yeah. We'll try to figure out how to do another racetrack in Guatemala then. Yes. So that's why, yeah, you can have land, cheap land, but to get there is a bitch. Thus What's cheap? It, it reduces the cost of land. So I would guess um, 50 grand for a big old several acres. I don't know how many we would need for like a racetrack. Yeah. I feel like you would need like twenty acres, maybe, yeah, or forty acres mm-hmm. and a mule. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh man. Super sidetracked. Yeah. Super summary. I always have like it's not really a bucket list item, but yeah. I always have a dream of okay. having my own racetrack. Top Gear sort of as at fault for that. Or Goodwood, like Goodwood esque. Uh, that, no, that well, rich guy that uh, has not because Goodwood thing. is once once a year. Yes. Oh, right. I would okay. want to have one to myself. Right. Like I wouldn't mind living on a racetrack. You say that now, but I well, I mean it's my own. Oh, right. right That's what right, I mean. Right. Like, so you could control. Yeah, you the, control the, who comes the in. Who can, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, not like living sense. in the middle of Laguna Seca, or like owning a, a spot at Thermal type of thing and living there full time. No, that wouldn't work because Thermal's open to the public. Right right? Right, 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 like right, it would right, have right. to be something I own. That is Bezos level shit. Huh? It, or well, is tier, it how how low of a tier or high of a tier do you have to be to to be? In that I don't know tier? that a millionaire could do it because I think it would cost you millions just to do the track. So, and what quality of track are we talking here? Let's say a comparable size Big, and quality. Uh, Willow Springs. Okay, Willow Springs. That's size. what I'm thinking. Yeah, okay. definitely not like Auto Club. Right. Nah, right, I don't right, need right, that. That's, yeah. Okay. Although. Building like an auto club would generate more money for you, right? Because then you yes. could bring races to your track, right? Because you need garages, yeah, at the minimum, and supply for the garages, the gas, the water, the whatever. You need a gas station if you're gonna do something like that. Too. That's true. Well, right. or just one pump, but right. yeah, there is a lot to deal you need with. Gas delivery to make that work. All right. Well, that dream is over. <laughs> so anyway, let's get into our next segment. Super summary. The super summary. So I rented a super two weeks ago yes um i was leaving a job and entering the the workforce again at another one and i was like mm, i'm just gonna reward myself with a weekend with the supra yeah um i immediately got on turo 
Yep. And I saw a super available. It was ninety bucks a day. Ninety. That's a good price. Yeah. We paid more for that Civic Type R. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that's what I was like. What the hell is pre-inflation? We paid immediately. More. <laughs> yeah. I yes. I rented it. Uh huh. Um. And then the weekend rolls around, and I go pick it up on Saturday morning. Yes. It, the rental was in Temecula, so it was about an hour drive from from my house. Mm-hmm. I get there, uh, and I forgot my wallet. Damn. I had to drive my ass back for an hour <laughs> and then drive all the way back. Luckily, the dude was really cool about okay. it. Yeah, um, but he pick, needs it. To pick it up. Yeah, like because he's got money coming, he's yeah. motivated. Yeah. But I like on that drive back, I was like, I should just cancel. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'll drive two hours. So it's three hour. It's a, a three hour hours. total. Because one hour there, another yeah. hour back, and then another hour back there. Yes. Luckily, he did have a spot for me to leave my truck. Oh, that was my question. Yeah. One of my questions. So I left okay. my truck there and then took the Supra. Okay. So um, I go back. I meet him at a different spot. And then uh, he's like, I've never done this before. Have oh. You done, have you done this before? And I'm like, I've rented a few cars. Yes. You know, but you know, I've never been a renter. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is the first time doing it. Like, I was supposed to do the interview for Turo this weekend. And they told me that the listing wouldn't be up until I was done with that interview. But then I saw your your purchase come in. Uh-huh. So he just pulled the trigger. And yeah, he's go. like, yeah, he's like, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. And the whole time he's kind of like he's looking at this car and he's got this really like dreamy eyed, worried look. And I'm like, dude, this guy just bought the car. <laughs> He's trying to pay for it with Turo. <laughs> and this motherfucker is coming in here to take it. And I'm like, dude, he's I don't know that he's ready. You know, he's not like he's not what we're used to dealing with with like I think the type R was a fleet vehicle. Yes. You yes, know, yeah, like yeah, we're yeah, used to yeah, dealing yeah. with like private rental companies yes as opposed to a, a guy that's renting his car his baby his baby his new baby yeah so but he was super accommodating he like was showing me he, you know he showed me how to hook up my phone like what all the things were in the car okay but i could tell that part of it was coming from him not wanting to let it go okay so i kind of you know i, I was kind of like dude don't worry like i'll take care of it uh-huh. he's like you know you can get on it and i'm like i'm telling you i will get on it Yes. But I'm, you know, I'm going to take care of it. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to be like spinning tires or I won't even use launch control. And he's like, yeah, yeah, just make sure it's my baby. It's my baby. And I'm like, oh, why? And in a, I get it, dude. Like well, he's no, a really, he's a really young guy. Okay. You know, so, you know, all the help that you can get at that age to, to, to pay for the car. The right? lease is 800 a month for, for a Supra. Oh, that's not bad. It's, I mean, it's expensive. It's, it's expensive, but, but I thought it would be more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so then I take the car, uh, and the first the day was uh, Saturday was a day to daily the Supra. Okay. That was I wanted to get an experience of what it's like to daily the Supra. Okay. And uh, there were some notable lowlights. Okay. The first one being, I've never have you experienced lane departure warning or lane yeah, departure my, my, assist? Yeah, uh, my Odyssey has that. Your Odyssey has yes. it. Yes. What an annoying ass tool. You can't take your turn off. Well, because I pick up the car and direct and went straight to San Diego. Okay, that was the plan. I took the missus to San Diego, and we were gonna have a day in San Diego with the Supra. Uh huh. Um, I didn't take the time to mess with the settings before I left. Oh, 
yeah, you got so the whole yeah, so the whole way I'm getting buzzed from the steering wheel when I get like even a foot to the lane departure. Wait, does it actually shake the steering wheel a little? Yeah. Oh, it vibrates the steering wheel and it even feels like it almost kicks back a little bit. That's BMW just technology to give you a warning. <laughs> but dude, it was the most intrusive technology ever. Uh-huh. I hated it. Okay, I was like in road rage mode with like no real things happening yeah. because of this lane departure thing. Okay. So luckily Nancy was like looking it up as I was driving. Uh-huh. Like if, if it, it can be disabled, how it can be disabled. And so it the, can, right? So the next time we stopped, we disabled it. So apparently there's three settings. Okay. There's an, a really aggressive setting mm-hmm. and like a, a softer setting and then off. The car was in the most aggressive setting. Okay. But, you know, driving the car, um, it's very tame. You wouldn't know that you're in a sports car almost if you didn't really pay attention to your surroundings. So you're in regular sport mode or regular Regu- mode? I, n- I never put it in sport mode. Never? Never put it in sport mode the first day because the whole intention of the first day was to know what it's like to live in the car, right? To daily the car. Yes. To use it to run errands. Yes. That type of thing. And really, uh, there were – there was w- – two big things that kind of gave me some trouble. First one is getting out of the car easy. Yeah. Getting yeah. into the car not so much. Okay. The the roof is like a shell. Yeah. Right and it comes down really low. Yeah. So no, in none of the cars that I own I have to like I don't have to duck my neck or move my neck to get in. Yes. The super you have to. Right. But I wasn't used to it. Uh-huh. So like the first half of the day, <laughs> I'm just banging my head on the Supra. Every time you get by in. midday, I was concussed. I uh-huh. had like a light headache. <laughs> I was like, "This yeah. is not." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "This is just it's too small for me. It's not very comfortable." I was having some sort of a, a few negative thoughts. Okay. And then on top of that, the attention that this car gets is n- unlike anything I have ever experienced. Okay. Um, and it's a silver one. It's not even like yellow or it's it's a black one. Oh, black. Okay. Which is even worse, right? It's a black one. Like it's very the most un the most yeah color. yeah the un, most unglamorous yeah. regular color. And I was getting like catcalled. Really? Yeah. Like a hot girl? Yeah. Huh? Okay. Like woo, that damn man, that's a dope ass car. Woo, that is nice. Really? Yeah. Like I stopped by a Harbor Freight to film a. <laughs> A real. Okay. I really went for the full experience. <laughs> yeah, clearly. So I for stopped that car. by a Harbor Freight because uh, I just needed a wide open parking lot because I was I was filming a real, uh-huh. and this uh, this jalopy walks up and he's like, "Damn man, she fine." Oh. And I was with Nancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, uh-huh. "I think he's talking about the car, <laughs> yeah. but I yeah. don't know." So I uh-huh. ignored him. Okay. I ignored him. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be paying any attention to this dude. Uh-huh. So I ignored him or whatever. And then when we were done, we wrapped up. He's still there. And he's like, yo, just so you know, I'm, I'm, I, I didn't mean anything bad by that. I was talking about your car. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, okay. Thanks, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. Dope. Dope. Thank you. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. but she's fine too. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then I was, then I was like, man, like, I think, you know, it, it's just a car that draws a lot of attention. It draws a lot of eyes on the street. You can feel it on you. The eyeballs. The, the only like really part I enjoyed is kind of like the little kids. Oh yeah, it reminds of me of uh, what kind of yeah, what I was yeah. when I was a little kid. For sure, that's for sure. the nicest part. Okay. But sometimes like I'm filling gas and I'm like, I, you know, I think the hardest part was that it's not mine. 
Okay. Right. Why, why is that hard? Because people are coming up to you like, oh, dope car, dude. Oh. And I feel like I feel like immediately I want to say, dude, it's a rental. Right. You know, it's a loner. You right. know, just right, it's right, not right. mine. Yeah. That's not me. Okay. I have a '98 <laughs> in the garage. <laughs> in the garage. So, yeah, but yeah, so so that yeah. that kind of made me struggle a little bit with all that attention. Also, I'm not used to being in a car that drives that much attention. It's right? that much. The E92 like gets some attention from car guys, yeah. people who know what the car is. Right. The Super gets attention from everybody. Wow. Okay. Right. At normal people that don't know about cars and. It's a bit different conversation, right? Because you're talking about the car to us, what would seem in a very superficial way. Yes, yes. Um, whereas with a car guy, we're like talking specs. Yeah, we're talking yeah, yeah. How the track. We're talking yeah. in the how yeah, it feels yeah. in the canyons, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a bit different conversation that I wasn't used to, but tons of attention. Um, the one issue that was described that I was looking for is the uh, window issue with the air. The buffeting. The buffeting. Yes. No buffeting. Oh, you didn't experience that? No buffeting. I don't know if the, it did have, uh, be, behind the mirrors, it had little two carbon fiber-like wings. To push out air. To push out different? air. Okay. And I'm thinking maybe that solved the issue, and he had installed those. I didn't ask him about it, but I had no buffeting issues. And you went full windows down? Full windows down almost exclusively. Okay. I don't drive with my windows up. Nearly okay. ever. Do you drive with your windows up? When it's cold. Even then, I blast the heater. Really? Yeah. Mm, well, Am I the only one who does that? Do you? You don't? I do that with a S two thousand top down uh, heater blasting. Heater, heater, heater blasting. Yeah. Um, how about you, Franco? And heater on if it's cold. Or no heater. You're like fuck it. I'm gonna freeze. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man so okay so yeah so i i was doing that um and really that's really all i came out of it it came out to be a very very good daily car okay if you don't mind the those attention. pieces right the attention okay uh the lane departure warning you can turn off sure um and the ingress not getting out but getting in okay yeah okay, okay. that was i know that for not good choice of words <laughs> <laughs> good vocabulary not <laughs> Yeah. Not everybody is going to have an issue with that, yeah. but I think, you know, I think you're probably at the cutoff. How tall My, are you? I'm five, four, seven? five, five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think probably around five, seven. It's too much. It's, you're too tall for you're it. Gonna, you're you're going to need to do some yoga. Damn. Yeah. Wow. So it's they really did make the car for you, me. Like, I gave uh, <laughs> the, the following day was the canyon testing yes. for the Supra. Yes. And I gave a few ride-alongs. I gave one to Daniel Shoemaker. Okay. He's like 6'2". Yeah. Oh, how and did he that was go? Like, and he was like, oh, oh. <laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, dude, it's a but like inside it's very spacious. I have I definitely tested to see if I had room for a helmet. And you do, I'm and sure. I do. I just have to put the helmet inside the car. Oh you know? I couldn't okay. get in the car with the helmet on. Right. For sure. Without cracking the Without helmet. Without cracking the helmet, exactly. <laughs> I, I should see. probably be wearing a helmet yes. with the car. Right. Okay. But I Sometime midday the day before with the daily testing, mm -hmm. I decided that I wasn't going to use a sport mode until I got to the canyons. Okay, so jump forward to sport. So uh, jump forward, day. and mm -hmm. um, we get to the canyon day, and I turn sport mode on. Yes. And immediately I regretted it. Too much? Regretted that I didn't do it the day before. <laughs> 
okay, okay. The sound is way better. Okay. There, there is crackling and popping. A little bit. But it's crackling it's and popping only becomes annoying when it's not real. Yes. Right. Artificially. Yeah. Artificially tuned, tuned to do yes. that. Yes. But this car, it's like. If you're pushing on it hard and mm-hmm. then it shifts, then you're hearing a few crackles. Uh-huh. And it's just such a sweet sound. Nice. And the car sounds amazing. Okay. And up to that point, you know, the E92, like I said, every car makes you feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And the Supra doesn't make me feel mature and grown up like the E92 does. Which is what you like, I imagine, about which, the Supra. Which, yeah, I didn't at first. Okay. But the childness that kind of takes over you when you're in that car <laughs> really? is exciting as hell. Dude. Okay. Okay. It, it, it almost, it's almost, it almost gets you in trouble. One, get going to 95 in that car is mm-hmm. going to 95 miles per hour in that car uh-huh. feels like you're going 60. Oh, okay. Okay. Especially for us, we're used to like '90s cars, early yes. 2000s cars. Yes, where it's hard to get. Now to that. you're moving into a fully modern car. You can't feel it. It's very easy to get in trouble. Super comfortable then. Super comfortable. Oh, Super okay. comfortable. There's okay. a there's aggressive bolstering, but even for me, it was good, and I'm a little wider. Uh huh. So uh-huh. so it was definitely a comfortable car. Um, it caught me off guard. Okay. In the canyons. It was so tame the day before. It did so well as sort of a daily just kind of getting around car. Uh-huh. That once I decided to push it in the canyons, I was like, whoa. It's too much. You mean? Or no, I wouldn't call it too much, but I would call it more than I expected. Oh, The, the, the okay. acceleration levels. Yeah. Like, it almost felt on the first jump, it almost felt like I could have, like, jumped up and then hit the accelerator and I would have stayed up in my seat. Really? Like I would have stayed locked to my seat. It was so powerful. And you're just like. Weightless. Yeah. Like I had at the end of the canyon runs, like I could feel like my neck muscles strained <laughs> from trying to keep my head. Really? Yeah. Like it would, and I gave like, it was like four ride alongs that I gave. Okay. So I got more and more used to the road. Okay. From the- going up and down the road. Okay. So I was able to push it more and more and more. And I, you know, it was, I was that. I was at about seven or eight out of ten okay. driving, mm-hmm. especially when I had passengers. Of course. But that car induces so much confidence uh-huh. that I could have easily pushed ten tenths, and I would have been fine. Wow. That good of a that is everything su- package. Super sharp steering. I do miss the kind of the, the uh, you know the analog, I guess you could say, steering feel. Uh, it does take a little bit away from that, so it's a bit numb. Because it's electric. Because it's electric, ele- yeah. Electronic power steering. But yeah. it's it's super sharp. It's exactly when you go. No oversteer, no understeer. There's a little bit of understeer. It's a real-wheel drive car. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I could pretty much pin it as hard as I could. One of the things that I had to get used to, and this is more of a personal thing, I come from NA cars. Yeah. So feeling the turbos kick in, although they kick in early, Having them kick in like mid-turn, for example, right? I'll let off the gas a little bit because I'm going too fast, uh-huh. and then I'll put put in uh, put in some of the accelerator again. I'll feel the car move forward, and, and then, then maybe a, a brief second later it'll kick forward when, once yeah. the turbos kick in. Yeah. So getting used to that uh-huh. was a little bit of a change, sure. but that's not a big deal. Okay. Uh, other than that, dude, this car it it blew up 
my entire plans for car ownership for the next five years. <laughs> so it it jumped like it blasted all the other cars at the top of the list down is what you're saying. Many cars. Oh, many cars. Many. many like the Supra wasn't really even on my list, okay. right? I was, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Like, we you know, were, I'm going to drive it. We were magazine critiquing it a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're yeah, going to yeah. drive it, and, you know, it's going to be fun to be able to get some seat time in mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But that's it. That's all I was expecting. Okay. But that was the most fun I've ever had in the canyons. Ever had in the canyons. Period. Period. Period, period, period. <laughs> Exclamation it's, point. It's that good of a car. Dude, it's amazing. It's an amazing car. And I know it's a BMW because it drives like one. <laughs> <laughs> so That's so funny. It like I it the whole every run up and every run down, I was like because we had already discussed that I was gonna sell the E ninety two M three. Correct. But it's it was like 50-50 on the fence, right? Because I want to have a street car. Yes. And I realize that's a very like privileged thing to say, like, oh, I want to have a street car. So. Yeah. But you are. But yeah, I am. I am. You know, fair enough. And and so the plan was to buy an E36 mm-hmm. and hold on to that for a little while. Um, this jumped that then. Is- this jumped that. Really? So like I almost I started looking up supers immediately. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I started looking yeah. up supers immediately. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, yeah. I was working out my finances. Yeah. seeing I was like, okay, mm-hmm. what can I do? Uh, can I get into one now? But then there's um, there's a six shift one coming out. There is. Which? Well, how far? How, uh, I mean, it's rumored or a strong rumor, right? I think or it's, it's like, confirmed. It's uh, I'm pretty sure it's confirmed. I don't remember the exact details. Yeah, I think it's confirmed. Like a dealership network, somebody said. Oh, they found a. Well, the dealership found out during a presentation from Toyota. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, So it's been confirmed. So, would you go stick shift with it then? So, okay, let's stay here for a bit. Sure. The manual transmission, uh, the automatic transmission in the Supra is perfection. Stellar. Yeah, you guys are saying that. You and Stellar. Yeah. It is perfect. Even. Even not touching the paddles. Uh, okay, we're using was, the paddles. I use the paddles, you okay, know, but then okay. I also did it without using the paddles. Which was a better experience? The paddles. Just because. I mean, just because you're in control. Sure. Um, but I'm not certain that I was doing any better right. than the car. Right, right. And that's how good the transmission is mm-hmm. in that car. So for for a street car, would you go with a transmission that shifts faster than you, probably better than you, or would you go with a six stick speed. shift? St- Six-speed six stick shift with rev matching. With rev matching. Well, I haven't owned um, a car with that kind of power. You have. Yeah. So I don't know what it's like to daily a car of that class. You wouldn't notice it. Like I said, um, it caught me off guard the next day. You, would, you wouldn't notice that that's the kind of power it has. So to have a to be in your shoes in your situation, I might strongly consider the automatic just because of the wifey can occasionally drive it if necessary. Which oh yeah, is highly unlikely but necessary nah, in my case. It's very likely in my case. Okay, and that would be my case too. It's yeah. like she could do a run or go somewhere where she needs to go, do a shopping trip or whatever in it. Um, so that alone would be like leaps and bounds beyond the S two thousand for me. So I would, as in your, given how many cars you have, which is four currently. Three. 
Well, yeah, and the wifey has the oh, fourth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just go with whatever works best. And if she wants to have fun in it, then, yeah, maybe I would consider the automatic more in general. Yeah, I mean. Or have her buy a Supra because <laughs> she's trying to replace the Oh, Challenger. yeah, she won't get a, she won't no? get a Supra. No? She's, she's got her eyes on a, a PV X4M40i. Okay, okay. Yeah, she okay. won an SUV. Okay, okay. Um, and But, yeah, dude, the car, I, I'm in love with the car still. Okay. Right now. Yeah. You right, know, right, right. It's not a semi. <laughs> it's full. <laughs> it's full on. Ready to go. And so, but like, it's, there's so many things to consider right now, right? I mean, the, oh, I, the felt, I felt, what the, yeah. I felt what the zero to 60 felt like in that car and mm-hmm. I fell in love with it. Right. I know what people have been able to tune that motor to. Which is what? I mean, 600, 700 is where I'm Stock hearing. turbo, stock block. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. So... There's a lot of movement you can do with it. I, I think the 2021 ECUs are still locked, okay. but the 2020s are open. So there is some – I might have to go 2020. Just to do that. To, to be able to tune. But I don't know that I'd buy this car to, to modify it. it. Fuck with yeah. It. Right, right, I would right. modify the outside a little bit to make it mine, but I don't know that I'd touch the engine too much. Sure. Um, but then, So then what the wrench was thrown about the six-speed, mm-hmm. then there's a rumor – that it's gonna get the uh, M3 motor from the G80, right? As uh, the GRMN version, right? Which will put it in a what price range? Would you guess? I'm I'm, ge- 90s, I'm guessing like 90s, 80s, 90s, 90s. Yeah. So the the plan that I had figured out in my head was that I was going to buy an E36 M3 now, mm-hmm. a low mileage one. Yeah. Right. Probably land somewhere in the 2025 region. Yeah. So it'd be like a direct swap between the E92 and the E36 M3. Yeah. Because I'm more sure that the E36 is going to go up in value versus the E92. That's probably a given. So I was like, right now, I have a pretty much one-for-one swap with those cars. Mm-hmm. So I might as well do that. Then in 2025, when the GRMN version of the Super comes out, buy that one. Oh, that's what you want to do. That's what I wanted to 2025, do. 2025. Yeah. Whenever that rumored M3 engine comes in. Right. Okay. But then. But then. There's more. The Nissan Z. The Nissan Z is. Throws another wrench in the hole. Ah, yes, it does. Like, on the one hand, I am a BMW diehard, not a solely BMW guy, Mm -hmm. but I'm a BMW fan, clearly. Yes. So the Supra is not a big departure for me. It's almost like I'm not entering the JDM world. Correct, yeah. The Nissan Z is entering the JDM world. Yeah, it's a Nis- Nissan developed, <laughs> yeah, Nissan developed car, yeah. Nissan history, yeah. Nissan pedigree. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's got more power than the Supra. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. four hundred horsepower. Okay, Supra's not four hundred. Supra's three eighty some three eighty two. Okay, yeah, okay. the, the okay. newer one is three eighty two. It's close enough, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I think it might be lighter than the Z. We don't know those specs yet. Correct for There's the no, Z. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how far, how fast it's going to be. I want, this is so arbitrary, but it's because the, the super has anchored this figure for me. Mm-hmm. I want a sub four second zero to 60 car. But just for the experience, the feel and all that, just jazz. to have that and not have to tune it to get more. Okay. It, I, they're estimating that the Z is going to be a 4.1 second zero to 60. So which is where you, where you want to be then. I want to be sub four. So under the Supra, four. 
was measured at 3.7 seconds. Zero so to that's 60. a faster feeling. Zero Way six. faster feeling. You can mm. definitely feel the difference there. So you think that the Z is a pig? Or it's likely. I want no way. Yeah, I mean, point, like, but like here, the thing wait, is, it's gonna be slower feeling. Yeah, when, like when you put it in perspective, like the the car that I found out yesterday, the car that the, the missus is shopping, the mm -hmm. M40i, the X4 M40i, mm -hmm. has a 4.4 second zero to sixty. Okay. Okay. So when you hear those numbers, it's kind of like, oh, I want my sports car to be sub four. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> okay. I right, want it right, to pull right. a little more. But I then see. the the allure of the Z. Uh huh. Uh, it it looks cool. Yes. It's going to be fast. Yes. It's a brand new platform. Right. So I'll, so then it, it's like okay maybe I don't do the E thirty six and work out leasing the Z yeah. for the next three years just to try it out and then once that lease is over jump into a Supra. I see. I see. The problem is I don't trust myself, man. With what? With like all these cars. Look at what happened to me with the Supra. I rented it for one weekend and now I want to spend sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> yes. Like what is that, dude? Yeah, like that's you, know, crazy. You, can't, you can't be yeah. doing that, man. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's uh You have commitment issues with the cars. I have no I have an impulse control issues. Ah, uh, there I okay, think, that's right? a good that's a better word. I, I commit to these purchases quickly. Uh huh. Yeah. But you, that's true. You know, that I want true. too many cars. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's there's a lot of other factors to account too, like advantages to the podcast, advantages to what we're doing on what right. car to buy. Right. But one thing about the Supra, I thought the Supra by now, like the attention would have died a little bit. But it's but only it does increased. It, it, yeah, yeah. I think it's ramped. Yeah, I think it's ramped as well. A lot of haters in the beginning before it launched, looks wise, it's a BMW. We've all gotten over that, myself included. Yeah. So, I mean, now hearing your experience makes me want to go run out and get one you should, or try. You should, you should definitely rent, spend a weekend with one. Which is what I was considering for one of those track days. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That, I'm glad you mentioned that. This, so when I returned it, uh -huh. he was like, oh, how'd it go? I'm like, dude, this car is amazing, bro. Yes. Like it's, 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 uh, and then he was like, uh, you know, just let anyone know, you know, if they want to rent the car, let uh -huh. them know that it's available. Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. So then I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to shoot my shot. Would you rent it? for a track day uh-huh and he's like oh yeah totally he's like yeah we'll just just make sure we got it insured through turo and that's fine i was like dude this guy's insane <laughs> <laughs> he's nuts he yeah he's uh i mean as long as he's getting the customers i guess it's it's fine for him i mean being an automatic i think there's less to worry about that's a thousand percent true yeah a tra any given reason yeah that's a huge advantage for yeah the Supra. like i'd be more worried renting a stick shift car to somebody and having like yeah money shift it and right, then it's over right, right, right. Uh, i don't know that you can money shift or you can't money shift a no it's smart enough to not yeah, let you downshift car. down past the yeah. what it's supposed to be so yeah, that's uh, super is probably number one on my list right now. Damn. Yeah, yeah, that's where it we're at. It shot to one in it one weekend. It shot to one, despite the fact that it gave me a concussion on the first day. Right. It's uh, well, you know what you would get out of the E36. Yeah. Uh, stock E36. The E36 is more of chasing the feeling again. Right. And E36 M3, it's... It's like young... It's old man John with uh, trying to relive his youth. Is that what you mean? Uh, or? No, it's... Well, yeah, it is that. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. But it's also... Uh -huh. But it's... All, like, it's also just a really, really dope car. Yeah, looks-wise. Yeah. Classic. It's a classic. It's a classic. It's not yeah. fast to today's standards. No, no, it's, it's not fast. But yeah. it, if 
feel you feel cool in it. Yes. Whereas yeah. a Supra, it's it, a modern sports. It car. looks fast. It is fast. Yeah. It's extremely aggressive. When I was coming up the mountain, and I pulled into the uh, at the end of the Azusa cruise that we do, okay, pulled into that lot or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake and some other guy, a biker that was there, were like, "Dude, when you were coming up, we were looking up at the sky because we thought a jet engine was passing by." Oh, really? And I'm like, dude, like. Those sounds, yeah, to be able to to be that loud for a stock car, right? Right, that I wouldn't really have to worry about modifying, which is not a true yeah, statement. like <laughs> it's not a true statement for yeah, sure, yeah, right? Yeah, but, yeah, but fair enough. Okay, but I would I try not to modify. I see your point. It. Yeah. You can live with it as is for a long time and yeah. be happy with it. Oh, for sure. As the, a package, the performance that car has is just it's on it's on an undeniable package. I undeniable see. package for sure 60 grand yeah huh? and it's mrs approved so it is yeah, miss. so it she is, did yeah, she, she dig it she dug it too she, oh she dug it too okay. for sure she thought it looked really nice the attention was not an issue for her no nah, no nah, not i mean it's whatever it's, 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 it's an issue it comes, like it is for me we're both kind of the same in that sure, regard sure sure but you know it it wasn't anything extreme or anything we really hated okay did, it's just uncomfortable did she drive it she didn't drive it. She didn't drive I it. I didn't even offer. You should have because what? then she might have bought one. Nah, she won't buy one. Oh, she won't buy you one. You never know, though. Nah, she no? won't. I know. Oh, I know. Okay, okay. Yeah, you she know won't her. buy okay, one. Okay, yeah, okay. She won't buy okay, one. Okay, okay. It's uh, it's just not a convenient car. It's definitely a young person car or a third or second a second car. or third car. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stable. Yeah. Ah, it's not really a homeowner car. It's not a daily. It's not definitely easy. not a children like you know with family car. Right, unless you have an Odyssey. Unless you have an Odyssey, <laughs> like I said, second right, car. Right, right, right. As right, long right, as it's right. a second car, you'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. So wifey approved in the passenger seats. Yeah. Did it have dual climate controls? It does. Wow, it's got yeah. the wifey. It's a BMW, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, you, oh, you okay. sit inside okay. it. If you don't look at the steering wheel, you, yeah. you're in a BMW. Right. I mean, the shifter is straight BMW. Yeah, straight right? BMW. Yeah. Straight oh, okay. BMW. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but okay. it's uh, it's absolutely like I th- I think that that car is worth more than the fifty thousand dollar price tag. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's how strongly you feel That's about it. That's how strong it. I feel about that car. So you would pay over MSRP for one? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. Right, 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 like right. I, I, I don't, but solely for the fact that I don't like paying over MSRP. Fair enough. But I think Toyota could have sold it for more is what I'm saying. I see. It's, it's, such, a, it's such a good package. Such a fucking good. I, I want to drive a Z4 now. Just to see? Just to see what the differences are. If there are any, but you don't want. I won't. I don't want. I I will never own a Z4 because I don't. I don't like convertibles. Right. But I I would be interested to know if there are any differences because suspension, and like a lot of other features of the car were tuned by Toyota. The automatic transmission was tuned by Toyota. Yes. So there are differences there. Is it a BMW Trans? It is. It's a ZF Trans. Yeah. It's a ZF. Z4 Z, which is a Z. No, ZF is the company that makes them, but they make transmissions for BMW. I see. Yeah, got yeah. They're the it, supplier. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Wow. Um, damn, I'm sold, John. Yeah, dude. <laughs> We're getting supers. I, I'm, I'm sold. Yeah. I'm going to have to run it and try it out, and we'll see how, how it goes. Oh, man. Yes. But uh, we've got... One more thing to cover. We're going to cover it? And we're going to cover it really quickly. For the final segment, driving styles around the world, Randy. And this is going to be the first part of a few series. Okay. 
Um, but what do you got for us? So I'll start with um, the homeland, Philippines. Okay. Uh, I think it's an easy uh, point, uh, easy to refer to. We could go for hours on this one. Yeah. Um, what you would ask for, what we were kind of looking for from the segment was just uh, comparisons to American driving. Mm-hmm. I've driven through many states, um, Midwest, East Coast, driven in New York City, um, Chicago, and L.A. Yeah. So those are the three big cities of America as it compares to driving in Manila, which I got a smidgen of a taste of. Yeah. So a few years ago, my best friend and I um, road tripped from Metro Manila out to like a resort town. And I had dual GPS units in my hand. Map, uh, sorry, MapQuest. Google Maps <laughs> and Waze. Okay. Because there are no other, um, there's no maps for the Philippines. Why'd you need two? Because one is like turn by turn. Uh-huh. And the other one is the overhead. Uh, okay, okay. Because I need to, dude, when you're going through like little towns and cities, you don't know where you're going to turn. Right. And it could be a wrong turn. Right. We don't know the dangers of these specific areas. Got it, yeah. They might shut the gates on you right as you walk in and demand something from you. So being very watchful um, was the reason I did it. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess from a traffic and driving style situation, there's barely any street signs in the Manila. They're put wherever they can find a space. Right. So there's no standardized like pole with a standard blue colored sign, from what I could tell. Right, right. And this is not um, not on the major roads, but a lot of the side roads are this way. Yeah. So you don't know when it's time to turn just by looking at for signs, because you have to look for where the sign is before you can know the entry to that side street oh okay okay so just poor road planning and design civil engineering design yeah typical third world maybe i don't know um that's really my only time experiencing or navigating in a third world country i'll say that what are drivers other drivers like is there a road rage in the Philippines? there's no road rage because you can't go fast enough for there to be road rage Got at it. least from what i could tell everybody's cutting each other off. Yeah. So what should be a, well, we talked about it briefly earlier. What should be a 20-minute drive to the mall ends up being an hour and a half at times. Wow. Because there's just um, jeepney stops, which is the mass uh, transit. uh, Like bus stops. Bus stops. Yeah. Are wherever you feel they should be. Oh. So you just call out to the driver and they'll pull over. Hey, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, pare, pare, I think is right there. Right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, stop, stop. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, that's it. Pull yeah. over here. This is where I should be. I mean, that's. I'm sure that's changing now. Yeah. So I'm not quite as in tune with, like, the, the mass transit situation. Yeah. They're probably trying to control that, but realistically, it's no holds barred in many ways. Yeah. Thus, like many third world countries, they set up medians so that people are not crossing traffic um, in opposite lanes oh, to yeah. potentially cause crashes. It also prevents people from uh, jaywalking, which is a big issue, of course, as well. Right. So right along um, the main road, people are walking. Children are playing along the main road with no sidewalk. It's like they're playing in the, in the street. Right. But the, the children, for some odd reason, are aware enough about the traffic situation to not get run over. Yeah, I mean, it's or okay, so in here, when we drive here, yes, we have a car world that we live in. Yes, in the Philippines, it sounds like there's a 
uh, people world that cars live in. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's very um, so in- entrenched, you could say. So are cars also very aware of you know people being in the traffic? And yes, that's probably what they're doing. Yes, yeah. yeah, far less accident. Or I've never experienced or seen an accident um, out there because you're not at speeds that uh, it could be big enough. That's maybe a, that's a crazy concept because you're describing like essentially. It's rugby versus football. I think I've used it analogy that's before. That's a good. That's a good analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, uh, it's like controlled chaos almost. Yeah. Whereas here we're controlled, but we uh, we're given more liberty. I mean, like I said, it's our world is is uh, developed around cars, giant yes. roads, giant yes. freeways, giant streets. Right, no right, jaywalking. Right, right. No. You know, streetlights, everything is strict. Everything is uniform. Right, right. Whereas, like in Guatemala, you, you pretty, pretty much describe Guatemala mm-hmm, the same way. Mm-hmm. And there was a point where they started installing streetlights. Okay. And no one listened to them. Uh, that's kind of the thing. Or yeah. they honk. They'll tap the, the horn. Yeah. It's a four-way stop almost. Yeah. The, given whatever time of day. But it's the pedestrian has – even though here we say pedestrians have the right of way. Yeah. There are still accidents all the time. Yeah. Over there, no one says that. But it's very clearly right. that pedestrians have the right of way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you, be, you just don't want to kill somebody. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because then you got to pay funeral costs. That's kind of how the Philippines does it. So you know that in China, this is a sort of a sidebar. Mm-hmm. In China, they you there are consequences that if you run someone over, you have to pay their medical bills yeah. for the rest of their lives. Oh, really? So because of this... Instead of injuring someone, they will intentionally run over people multiple times to kill them because it's much cheaper to pay for a funeral. <laughs> How cold is that, bro? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> it's like it's like dark laughter. It's it like is, dark humor. It's, it's dark super humor. dark, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm just like, man, like people suck sometimes yeah yeah you know when you you pack a lot of people into a single place you start to not see the humanity in people yeah I you guess, know that's yeah. definitely a new york mindset in the, in a certain sense or big city you mindset. think that would happen here if you packed enough people whether it's america or whatever country together they're gonna start looking at each other like rats you know, like that's, that's kind of what it is. Yeah, that's how Filipinos see like lower class citizens or really poor people at times. You know, so that's kind of the approach that they would take is probably in the Philippines as well. Like they are living on top of each other practically in the big cities, so they'd rather kill them off and pay for that funeral cost in that sense too. In the Philippines, do you are you greeting everybody as you're driving? Like when you get to like the town, your small town or whatever, or you get into a slow region. Like, are you waving from your hand saying, hey? No, is that a Guatemala thing? Yeah, dude. Everybody says hi to each other all all the time, everywhere, dude. Philippines is so um, it could just overpopulated be... that that's just not. Yeah, a I mean, once I you get. get out into, like, major, like, cities, mm-hmm. that, that doesn't happen. Even the small towns feel very over, overpopulated. Uh, okay, in yeah, but in the small town, everybody says hi to each other. You know, every dude gets a nod. Not because they know you, but because they're just friendly, is what you're saying. Because yeah, because every, everyone's just friendly. That makes me want to go to Guatemala. Even yeah, more. or yeah. or just try to say that you're non-threatening, so they won't kill you. Mm. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, everyone's super friendly yes. over there. Yes. Uh, yeah. I don't know what the situation. I mean, I know that we've had Korean visitors. 
in Guatemala. In Guatemala. In my town. In my parents' town in Guatemala. For, for tourists? Oh. Looking for coffee stuff. Yeah. Okay. There have been a few people that sneak in internationally through acquaintances. Otherwise, it's very hard to make it there. For, but, uh, what do you mean by that? Like just to get there? Yeah, I don't think. I don't think. Like if, like resourcefulness if, wise. Like if yeah. we gave someone who, are, uh, w- like the the name of our coffee supplier, mm-hmm. I could almost guarantee they would they never. Wouldn't they it. wouldn't find it. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. wouldn't be able to get. That's there. how the Philippines is in yeah. the remote uh, areas. Yeah, for sure. If if not in Metro Manila itself. Yeah. Even. Yeah, it's like good luck. Yeah. Like my parents, um, my grandfather has a uh, apartment building in Manila. You type in that address on Google Maps, you're guessing at which, you know. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. just so much shit in the way. It's, it's like, crazy. Like, you don't know. Yeah, it's very yeah. unorganized. It's controlled chaos, like I said. It is. It is. Absolutely. But it's cool in that, you know, I think I think kind of hit it on the head in that cars don't dominate things yet in a lot of these places. Like like the Philippines, like you described, and right. Guatemala, at least where I'm from mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or my parents are from. Yes. Um, so the dangers to people aren't great. But the infrastructure for moving quickly is, is horrible. Is extremely yeah, terrible. It's, I guess like, that that's the balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you take – and, I mean, they use diesel still, like, for all those jeepneys. They're oh, all diesel. yeah. So you're breathing smog. The moment you step outside of that airport – and, you know, any Filipino can attest to this. You feel the heat and humidity and the the breath of uh of smog. diesel oh diesel really it's your face like a ton of bricks so you guys are rolling cold <laughs> yeah 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 we are we are indeed, indeed. oh man yes, oh, well yes. that's interesting to know any any hand gestures or anything uh, that's no known? there's not a lot of like even the middle finger doesn't really get used. Is the middle finger po- like is that the the number one? Like, That's not the curse. Not, hand gesture. Is there a curse hand gesture I for don't the Philippines? Think so uh, I th- dude with traffic, they're fr- people are frustrated. But I mean, outside of cars. Oh, outside of cars, no, it's probably verbal. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it's more verbal. Machetes make machetes. <laughs> so we'll end on the, this. Yeah, we'll end on this. You know, I know this is the Philippines, but in Guatemala, mm-hmm. like this is how much. The pedestrian gets a priority. So in Guatemala, we went to this little town outside of where my parents are from. Okay, so smaller get, than you. It's bigger because that's where we get like groceries and okay. major stuff like okay. that. Okay. So we go there. Um, it was in a Isuzu Trooper, a classic Isuzu Trooper. Nice. And we get there and we get out of the car and there's a dude in the middle of the street just like challenging anyone that'll come up to him with a machete in his hand. Yeah. We called them El Zorro. Okay. Because <laughs> he was like swinging Z's and like just and people would step up to him like, oh, what do you want? What do you, I don't even I couldn't even tell if he had beef with somebody or he's crazy or he's crazy. Yeah. But this was like a 15 to 20 minute ordeal with like people approaching him, him swinging at them. No one got hit. But this was in the middle of the street. And the entire time cars are just going around. Yeah. No one's honking. No one's doing anything, right? Like, they're just uh-huh, moving uh-huh, around, moving uh-huh, out of the space, uh-huh. letting him do his loony shit in uh, the middle of the street. Wow. And I didn't think about it this way, but now that you mentioned that, it's like the cars were like, oh, I'm in, I'm in their way. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they're having so- a machete duel, so I'm going out of my way. <laughs> And, it, uh, and, you know, it's a, fine. But a, I think, like you mentioned, traffic is always going so slow that these detours don't even matter. You yeah, know? It's yeah, not even a big yeah, deal, right? Like, you're yeah. just like, ah, look at that guy doing funny <laughs> shit. <laughs> El Zorro. He still comes up, like, yearly, man. 
That guy was because he didn't look crazy. Other than the fact that he was like irate, holding a machete in is his hand. Is he still around? Like, do you see? I don't know. No, he's not like a. He character wasn't. A, he like wasn't a, a character that I knew. Oh, or recognized. Okay, like, he was probably famous in that city. Right. right but right, right, I didn't right. know him. But he was like slapping the machete on the ground. I mean, it looked threatening, like a motherfucker. That like, sounds yeah, legit scary. Yeah, yeah. But we were just like eating our popcorn, watching <laughs> this guy like you know, all the cars <laughs> driving around. Like, I want to go to Guatemala <laughs> even more now. <laughs> I really do. No, I really yeah, love no, culture. I, yeah, all those li- all those little towns. I think you'd enjoy. There's all the touristy stuff too. That's pretty cool. I'm but cool with I love either. I love spending time. Yeah. Uh, like immersed. it's just life is immersed in the life, the genuine life in Guatemala. It's so much slower paced. Yeah. Than it is out here. Yeah. So I used to love like you know just going out and play basketball mm-hmm. at the church yep. or whatever. Yep. During the religious hall, I did get in trouble. I've gotten in trouble. I'll talk about once. It was Good Friday. And you were playing basketball. I was setting off fireworks. Well, that's a huge. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. I had no idea. Fair I probably enough. should have known. I was like 11, that's 10 learning. or 11. That's good learning. Yeah. That's called cultural But my learning. mom and my dad come out. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. You yeah. shouldn't be doing that. But yeah. like my grandma was super supportive. I just let him do whatever he oh, wants well, to do. Oh, well, that's yeah. a well for you. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's the only thing that's rough. But other than that, it's, it's super fun. But anyway, that is our episode. And how do you find us? You can find us at 91octane.com. That is all letters, no numbers. Also, like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Follow us on Instagram at 91octane. And if you want to send us an emails, info at 91octane.com. Also, if you want to drink any of the coffee that I'm drinking, which is clearly, clearly Cafe Carrera, uh-huh. Carrera, uh, Carrera.cafe to get your coffee. Uh, Randy, any last words? Shout out to our listener, Justin CFC. He wrote me a really nice letter with a package that he gave us. So shout out to him. Shout out to him. Uh, and what is it? Cars for the Cure. Yes. Is his organization. So shout yes. out to Cars for the Cure. Look him up. Yeah, look him up. Good intentions. Uh, but yeah, I think that's it. Good, Good night. night.